Yes, Kurt. I'm Aaron, here. Aaron, do the opening. Do the opening. Yeah. Bueller. Bueller. <laughs> this is it, people. We got Bass Edge coming at you. Brought to you by MegaWare Keelguard. That's right. MegaWare Keelguard, proud supporters of Bass Edge Radio since 2006. And as we all know, they are the makers of the first do it yourself keel protector, FlexSep, and Skate Guard. Be sure to visit them at keelguard.com. That's right. And also be sure to visit it on our Facebook. Got a lot of awesome new videos. And I'm telling you, tell you what, Bass Edge listeners, we got some new Facebook stuff coming on so make sure you check it out we're going to be giving away some money actually not hardcore cash but we're going to be giving away some money but let's get right into the show bass edge radio starts now you know the importance of protecting your investments so why use anything other than the toughest keel protector for your boat grinding sand abrasive rocks and concrete ramps are no match for our patented technology keel guard keel protectors are made tough and made to stick their do-it-yourself installation takes less than an hour providing the most dependable most trusted keel protection for your boat guaranteed for life so give your boat the performance edge put on the protection the pros pick keel guard keel protectors Patented in 2000, perfected over years of testing and real-world punishment, the Powerfold is the ultimate shallow-water boat positioning tool. Swift, Powerfold deploys in seconds from anywhere in your boat. Virtually silent, Powerfold won't spook wary fish. Secure in strong currents or gusting winds in up to 8 feet of water. Engineered to take it with a lifetime unconditional replacement guarantee on the spike. Powerfold, swift, silent, secure. Visit Powerfold.com to find a dealer near you. Bass Edge Radio. Commence broadcast in three, two, one. You're listening to The Edge. Everything bass fishing coming to you nationwide from the Bass Edge Studios. Mr. Kurt Dove, we are back at the mic this week. And be honest with you, I uh, went back and actually watched 20 Foot Deep. The little piece that we did with Mark Jeffries, that is really, really cool. And uh, really appreciate what he's done there, kind of giving us a you know new look, inside scoop on what makes the angler the angler. And then also other kind of tidbits in the news, Elite Series literally right around the corner. And, of course, as a result of that and, and things warming up and, and me getting into my own fishing, I've been out kind of tooling around on BassGold.com, logging in and looking at some of the productive patterns and what's going on and the baits and different things like that. So, man, we're in the thick of things here. Dude, you've been busy on the bass fishing front, and so have I. You're exactly right. The Elite Series season, it's upon us. Just prepping, prepping, prepping. I'm excited to get the event started. Sabine River, going to be a tough bite, but this kind of fishery evens the playing field. The guys that find them, find a way to put keepers in the boat, are going to be most successful. You say that about every tournament, but specifically when an event lines up to be a tough event like the Sabine River Fishes, anybody's ball game out there so excited to be a part of that well how many times have all of us went out with these grand notions and, and grandiose views of how the day or how the tournament or the trip is going to pan out and then nasty mother nature or just things that are way outside of our control throw us a curveball you know and you've got to be mentally prepared oh mentally prepared is the key for this event the reason it's so key is because you're going to cast all day long and you're going to get generally between three and eight keeper bites 
and every bite you have, short or keeper, is critical to catch. So you got to be on your game. Every bite you've got, you've got to make it valuable. You know, you got to put that fish in the boat. So uh, mentally, you got to be tough. You got to be ready. You can't worry about how practice is going. You got to just stay focused, keep a positive attitude. Mental, huge key in this event. Let's go back, Aaron, real quick. Let's talk about 20 feet deep. You know, we talked to Mark Jeffries last episode in our Protect the Harvest segment about this particular project that he started. Look, I've been over it and around it and through it, and it is freaking awesome. If Bass Edgers have not checked it out yet, it's 20FTDEEP.com, 20FeetDeep.com. The one that is live right now, he's talking with Mike Iconelli, goes through his whole life, basically from the time he grew up to where he's at right now. It's just a really telling insight, biological background of anglers. It's really great for the fans. It's what it's all about. It's getting to know the anglers, getting to know the characters that go out and run around the country and catch these fish. Great show. Really excited to see the new ones that are coming around. Aaron, you talked about bass gold real quick. What have you been seeing that's happening on pattern-wise in your neck of the woods right now? Well, you know, of course, we're well into pre-spawn. The interesting thing is when I compare, like if you go to last year, a year ago's episode, so March of 2014 versus now, you know, we had such a tough winter in the Midwest and certainly a lot of, actually a lot of parts in the country, you know, experienced that. So what I found was we were running a full four to five five weeks behind and everything was so late now this year it's a little different in the fact that we've had more of a a mild winter up until the last few weeks of february you know here in missouri we've had a lot of ice a lot of cold temperatures a little bit of snow you know maya didn't even experience a snow day until the end of february which is a little bit unusual so what i'm seeing is it's able to go to bass gold and go back to more of the norms whereas last year was kind of the outlier and you almost had to, for the patterns and the baits and things like that that you were pulling, let's say, for March, you're really going back to December and February to use some of those same things because the fish didn't make that move yet based upon water temperature. Well, BassGold.com, certainly a valuable tool. And, uh, Aaron, apparently you're using it very appropriately in your success. So great job there. And also, I've been I've been dialing in for some of these lakes I haven't spent much time to that I'm going to be fishing here on the uh, Elite Series in 2015. i tell you what, let's keep on trying. Today's pro tip brought to you by ProtectTheHarvest.com, keeping our traditions alive for future generations. First by land and now by sea. For years, Lucas Oil has been a staple in high-performance vehicles on both the road and track. Now, from the makers of Lucas Oil comes Lucas Marine Products, specifically engineered for marine applications. Protect and lubricate your marine inboard, outboard, or high-performance boat with Lucas Marine Engine Oil or Lucas Synthetic-Based Oil. Learn more about the complete line of Lucas Oil and marine products. Visit lucasoil.com. to be pro-langer Andy Montgomery and you are tuned in to Bath Edge Radio. As Kurt mentioned, it is time for the protecttheharvest.com pro tip. This week, 
Kurt, I want to throw it directly out to you. And the reason being is because we've spent a lot of time in this show and throughout the history of this show talking about being mentally prepared and mentally tough. And I know getting ready to go into the Sabine River, you know, you alluded to this in segment A, but what is the difference? I mean, how can you like mentally prepare and focus on the things that you can control and try and prepare for maybe this this tough fishing without diving off into where you're actually giving yourself negative talk and hurting yourself? Well, Aaron, that's exactly what mental preparation is all about. It's all about positivity. Whether it's a fish lost, you know, how many bites you're getting in a day, you can never look at something half full. People talk about glass half empty, glass half full. You always want to look at everything as being glass half full. That's what the mental preparation is all about. So it's a lifestyle, quite frankly. It's not something that you say, okay, I'm going to be mentally positive. I'm going to do that for this week. You know, it really doesn't happen that way. You have to have it throughout your entire life, whether it's dealing with your kids at home or or dealing with adversity throughout life. Being mentally tough isn't something that is just about fishing. It's something that's about life. You got to always look at life, no matter what the condition or what the situation is, the glass half full. There's a reason that you're on a specific path or a specific road that's the right road for you. So whatever it is that occurs, whether you get a bite, whether you lose the 10-pounder, whether you find a great pattern, whether you haven't found that great pattern yet, you can't worry about the goods and the bads. You, you have to think about, hey, this is the path that I'm supposed to take that's going to lead me to the success and goals that I'm trying to achieve. That's what being mentally tough is really all about. Good stuff there, and certainly a chapter out of Dr. Jay McNamara's book, The Psychology of Exceptional Fishing. You're right. It's about the journey. It's a lifestyle. Kurt, thanks for bringing us this week's Pro Tip of the Week, brought to you by ProtectTheHarvest.com, keeping our traditions alive for future generations. Two fishermen came together with one agenda to construct bass boats superior in design and build with a flawless finish with our boats exhilarating handling and smooth ride extreme rough water just doesn't exist we're not just building a boat we're building a legend legend boats this is FLW Rayovac champion Brian Smith, and you're listening to Bass Edge Radio. Well, folks, we got a newbie here on Bass Edge Radio, and I'm really excited to introduce this angler to many Bass Edge listeners. The Lucas Oil Angler Spotlight brings to you a Minnesotan and BASS Elite Series rookie, Seth Fighter. Really happy to have you on the show, Seth. Yeah, thanks, Kurt. Happy to be here. Well, Seth, congratulations, first off, for qualifying for the Elite Series. What a huge compliment. And I don't know if uh, Kurt told you this, you know, when he sent out the paperwork to sign to be on here, but in there was a, a small clause that says that we are able to receive 25% of all future earnings for now for the next 25 years. So that's kind of how we build that in, you know, with, with new people on the show. We kind of lock ourselves in in the agent position, right? That, that's what I knew. I know okay. that Seth is going to be hugely successful, so that's why we had to rope him in on that contract there. That's right. You're a smart man. You're a smart man. But no, seriously, Seth, there are a lot of guys fishing hard in the opens to to really get to your position. And you've came actually very close on a few other occasions. 
what advice would you provide that really might help others that's kind of trying to do the same thing that you have successfully done to really get over that hump? Yeah, it's tough, man, with the three tournament four, man. I mean, basically, you're guaranteed six days of fishing. You know, one bad day or one missed opportunity just really changes your entire season, you know. I mean, one bad day and you're done. You're out of it for the year. So it's a really tough way to qualify. But I'd have to say uh, what did me the best was just being versatile. You're going to a few different bodies of water, and if you're real strong at one certain thing and weak at other things, with the places they go, you can't just get by on one technique. So being versatile and being able to catch them, I mean, you don't have to catch them super good, but just survive every day, you know, do what you got to do. If you got to pick up a shaky head or something just to get a limit or do what you got to do to make it through. The mental game, too, is a big part of it. I mean, with all tournament fishing, you just got to know stuff's going to go wrong, you know. Your boat's going to break down, something ain't going to work, you're going to lose fish. And in my head, I just prepare for that. Before I even go to a tournament, all that stuff's already happened, you know what I mean, in my head. So that way, if nothing does happen, it turns out even better for me. I just try to prepare for the worst and hope for the best, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. It seems like almost the same in the Elite Series and in the Opens as well. You really got to avoid those bombs, you know. Like you say, you don't have to really knock it out of the park every tournament, but it's really critical to be consistent. And it sounds like that you're feeling that versatility is what provides you that consistency. Is that a strategy that you take into the tournaments, or is that something that just naturally kind of occurs? It's something I take into it. I mean, it's going to help you throughout the season, you know, especially with the way you have to qualify through the Opens. I mean, if you're just a, specifically a ledge fisherman or just a flipper, it's going to be really tough for you to make it that way, you know. So being able to do a variety of things and, like I said, surviving every day is the key to making it. Well, Seth, you did make it. Again, you know, accomplishing the goal of qualifying the Elite Series, huge deal. Again, congratulations. No easy task there. Anglers at every level have visions of what it's going to be like when they get the call from BAS that says, hey, you, you've qualified. You're an elite angler. From a business perspective, what were your notions of how your off season would go and then kind of entering your first elite season? And then what was really the reality of that? Definitely two different things, you know. I figured now I'm a big time elite series angler. You know, all the sponsors are just going to come dump it in and I wouldn't have to pay for nothing and all that. And the reality of it is it's basically about getting your name out there, you know. From what I've learned, once everybody knows who you are, I think the sponsor stuff's a lot better, you know. I'm just some fast bump from Minnesota, you know, three quarters of the people out there have no idea who I am. So sponsor stuff was tough for me. I ended up having to do a fundraiser in Minnesota just to make my first payment because my sponsor money wasn't coming in until later in the year. And the sponsor money I did get is going to cover about half of my season. So I definitely got to perform just to make it through the first year. But hopefully, you know, I get my name out there, have a few good finishes, and I think next year sponsor stuff will be a lot better. Well, certainly that's an investment in yourself, Seth. And probably like most, you consider that a very good investment because obviously you've made it thus far. But, you know, speaking that nobody knows who you are, hopefully we're going to change that and, and certainly uh, time will tell as far as performance and as you hit the leaderboard and the podium and things along that. But coming from the north, let us peek into your psyche a little bit. Who is Seth Fighter, the angler? And really, what are your strengths of, of fishing styles and, and how do you expect to launch into Elite Series success? Coming from the north, I mean, pretty much all we got for fishing is uh, natural lakes. We do a lot of smallmouth fishing. I feel pretty comfortable anytime I get around some smallmouth. And then uh, all our natural lakes are full of largemouth, and they're pretty much all grass lakes, a lot of milfoil fishing and shallow grass and stuff like that. So those are definitely my two comfort zones. But uh, like I said, again, just being versatile, we're going to a bunch of places I've never been before. So it'll be interesting getting out there and feeling them out. But uh, looking at the schedule, I mean, almost every lake we go to either has grass or smallmouth in it, one of the two. So at least I'll have some sort of comfort zone in almost every place we go to. 
teams this year. Seth, one of the first articles I read about you when you were trying to uh, kind of elevate your game and, and move into the Elite Series level, Mark Hicks wrote an article about you on Bassmaster.com. He mentioned that you stated to him the reason you came out of the gate and fished the Central Opens, I believe it was back in 2012, was because you hadn't fished a whole lot of reservoirs. Man, I thought that was really telling that you would purposely go out of your comfort zone because you knew you needed to uh, grow and find some different avenues to become a better angler. And then, man, right out of the gate, you almost qualified for the Elite Series that first season when you were fishing bodies of water that were out of your comfort zone. First of all, congrats on that, dude. I think that's really cool. I think that's a great mental attitude that you've got to have to really develop as an angler. Can you kind of elaborate a little bit on that and your mental focus on why you think you are where you are today because of some of those decisions you made earlier on? Yeah, um, that's a great confidence booster for me. Like I said before, all we got is natural lakes. Before that, I'd never fished a reservoir before or anything like that. So uh, I wanted to go down there just basically to see if it was something I could do, you know. Going down there and having some success really was a huge confidence builder for me. Just going to places I've never been and real unfamiliar fisheries and still managing to do all right. Realizing that, you know, I can catch them at places I'm not familiar with or never been before. So then after that, I took the approach, you know, I almost making it through the centrals. Knowing that I can, you know, I can go to a reservoir and catch them or a little river and catch some fish. So after that, I went back to my comfort zone, my strengths, just because I felt like my best chance of making it was going to be through the northerns. Good deal. You know, obviously with the Opens, there's a little bit different preparation than there is for the Elite Series. You know, the Opens have kind of wide open practice periods. You spend a lot of time on a particular body of water. You know, the Elite Series got 30 day off limits, all, all these other kinds of things. And then, of course, we're, we're traveling all over the country. How is your preparations for the upcoming season changed, you know, for the Elite Series versus the Opens? Oh, it's way different for me. I mean, doing the Opens, you basically got, you know, a month between tournaments or more. So, you know, you're always coming home and getting ready for just that lake and the baits you're going to need. Practice days are unlimited. You know, I've been putting about five practice days in on each lake I went to. So, you know, if something went wrong, you know, you broke something or something and you lost the day, it really wasn't that big of a deal. Or you found a bait you needed, you had time to get it. But with the leads, basically, um, when I leave my house to start up the season, I'm going to be gone for two months. So preparation is going to be way different. You know, i got to get loaded up on all the tackle I'm going to need going to a you know, wide variety of fisheries. Um, you know, stock up on oil and make sure i got a few props and a bunch of hubs and spark plugs and, you know, everything I'm going to need just in case. Well, the practice days in the lead are going to be so precious. You only get, what, two and a half days of practice. And, I mean, if you spend half of one day, you know, messing around with broken stuff or trying to get your stuff right, that's really going to cost you, I think. You yeah. bet. It does. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, being from Minnesota, it's such a great state. And, you know, you speak of that versatility and certainly you've described some of that. But I certainly have fond memories of Minnesota as well. We actually shot a couple shows up there, one on Vermilion and then, of course, on the woman that man boy chain that Kurt went oh, on. Yeah. yeah, he oh, went on to write a so woman. fondly, So fondly remembered with you, Aaron. Uh, oh, well, yes. Well, uh, that's really what inspired, gave you the inspiration to write your romance novel was the woman man boy. <laughs> but uh, no, in, in, in all seriousness, though, Seth, yeah, there was another angler who kind of debuted in the Elite Series in 2007 and, and also came out with a huge splash. And of course, that's Derek Rimmitz. Are you in contact with him? Have you chatted a little bit with him being kind of a Minnesota fellow native there and get a little mojo going? Yeah, I actually uh, just got to talk to him for the first time this year at the Classic Expo. He's a real good dude. Um, I don't have the start he had. That's uh, pretty impressive. I think he had a lot of first, a second, and a fifth in his first three tournaments. But uh, yeah, hopefully we can uh, keep the Minnesota team strong. 
on. Yeah, man, you got to keep that mojo going. Here, here's the dealio, Aaron, on the man, woman, boy chain romance novel. Oh, okay, here that, we go. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was only inspired because of your loving ways. Let me tell you. <laughs> all right, all right, yeah, yeah. All right, we're gonna we're gonna yeah. kill this, and uh, let's take a quick break and breath. Stay tuned. So were Bass you, Edge Radio. Were you we'll the woman right- or the boy? <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't mean to interrupt there. Go ahead, Kurt. Continue. Ba- Bass Edge Radio is going to return with BASS Elite Angler Seth Fighter in just a moment. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Eventually, it's going to happen. You'll turn the key and your engine won't start. Don't lose your ability to get around. Visit O'Reilly Auto Parts for a super start battery. Whether it's a reliable economy, hardworking premium, or powerful extreme, you'll find it at an everyday low price. Don't let a dead battery slow you down. Visit O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Bass Edge Radio, presented by MegaWare Killguard, returns with 2015 Bass rookie Seth Fighter in the Lucas Oil Angler Spotlight. Lucas Oil high-performance marine products, from real oils to two-cycle outboard oil that surpasses all manufacturers' requirements. Visit them at lucasoil.com. It works. All right, Seth, here's the million-dollar question. So you've got some sponsor back in. You're ready to hit the trail. I know you're excited. It's a big investment to get this thing going. As a rookie, what specifically – I know you've had many nights thinking about this – what have you identified oh, yeah. as things that you got to do so that you're successful? Oh, uh, well, I definitely set some goals for this season. They're uh, probably a little bit ambitious, but um, that and going back to preparation, I mean, just getting ready to start this whole tour when I leave my house is going to be the biggest thing. Getting all my tackle right, getting my boat right, having extra of everything just so when I hit the road, I can just go, you know what I mean? Just go and focus on the fish and not be worried about tracking down baits or anything like that I got to do. Just trying to maximize my practice time and be as efficient as I can, you know? Just controlling the things that you can control, huh? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you literally, we're, we're a couple days away from you hitting the water for your first practice. Yep. I mean, your plan is all set. You, you're ready to rock. Um, of course, your first hook set down there in uh, the Sabine River is going to be a largemouth, no question. But just so that people can understand, Minnesota, largies, smallies, your first hook set of the season, if you could have anything you want, what's your preference? Uh, definitely smallmouth for me. Uh, we got a cold season up north, so we don't open up till Memorial Day. I mean, it's bad enough our lakes are frozen half the year, and then they open up, and you got to sit there and stare at them for a month before you can actually go bass fishing. But uh, yeah, definitely smallmouth fishing for me in the spring. Just it don't get much better than that. They're fat. They're ready to go. So speaking of your season, uh, you know, up there, let's transition now to to some fishing techniques for anglers listening from the North Country. Let's say that you know the ice out has occurred and you're ready to launch the boat for the first time in 2015. Where are you going to look first to put those bass in the okay. boat? Okay. Um, our fish up here actually, our pre-spawn is like it seems down south. It's a lot more spread out. You know, uh, it might be a course of a couple months in uh, your pre-spawn bite, but realistically, when them when when the ice comes off the lakes up here, it, it warms up really fast. We don't really actually see a lot of that uh, low 40-degree water, you know what I mean? Them largemouths, you get on the natural lakes, I mean, any black bottom bay that's uh, it'll heat up really fast, all them largemouths are under that stuff, little cuts and canals, you know, he'll have water in the mid-50s a week after the ice comes off. But uh, smallmouths will still tend to be fairly deep. 
run around, fish off the edge of the flats with a jerk bait and stuff like that. It's probably your best bet for getting them. So basically, you're telling me the largemouth are are helping break the ice because they're already up there shallow <laughs> I, trying to punch I think, their. I think they're under the ice up in them spots before it even comes off. To be honest with you, really, that, that's amazing. So, what what kind of baits and techniques are? are is it like the typical you know rattle baits, like you know rattle trap or uh, rock yeah. and vibe, you know that kind of bait? Yeah, rattle traps are killer. Uh, slim jig, and then you know all flip and bite for sure. And for smallmouths, uh, a jerkbait's pretty hard to beat that time of year. And uh, dragging on the bottom stuff, you know, tube or a eerie darter, really good ways to catch them. But I, I love throwing a jerkbait on them big smallmouths. It's about ripped her out out of your hand. You bet. That's that's a ton of fun, and uh, hopefully we get to do some of that this year. I, I don't know. You know, we're going to be hitting a couple of river systems our first few events, so I'm not sure that that's going to be in the cards, but uh, that, that's one way that I certainly love to catch them down here at Amistad in the pre-spawn. Aaron, how about you up there in your neck of the woods? Absolutely. I mean, there is nothing better than, uh, you know, the twitch, twitch, pause, hook into a Volkswagen and pull you over type uh, sensation. <laughs> so uh, one of my favorite ways, and kind of along those same lines, actually, you alluded to uh, – part of your choice for of how you would target those in the north you know seth it is time for the o'reilly auto parts better parts better prices everyday listener question segment and this episode 100 gift card goes to trey smith from orange texas and his question is how do you determine when to throw a chatterbait spinnerbait or a swim jig take it away seth personally i really don't throw a spinnerbait a ton we just don't do it a lot up here maybe a little bit for smallmouths but uh a chatterbait and a slim jig are definitely my go-to uh, covering water baits, chucking a line of baits. And essentially for me, it's a it's water clarity issue, you know. If I'm a foot, foot and a half of visibility or less, I'm throwing a chatterbait. Anything more than that, I'm going to throw a slim jig. But I will say there's something, there's something magical about a chatterbait. It's a really good tournament bait. It just, for some reason, it, it doesn't really catch little ones. Almost every fish you catch on a chatterbait is, you know, two, two and a half plus pounds and, you know, swim jig, you'll catch 10, 12-inch bass on that all day. So on the, the chatterbait, uh, any specific size or size of blade, um, size of head, the color that, that works better than others? Uh, I keep my colors really simple with everything I do. Um, chartreuse and white, black and blue, and then like a bluegill, some sort of green pumpkin one. Uh, base that essentially on forage or what I think they're eating. And then weight-wise, it, it's just basically depending on the depth. you got to have all sizes, you know, from an ace to a shoot even an ounce, you know. If I'm throwing it in two foot of water, I want a lighter one. And if I'm grinding it on a ledge out in 20 feet of water, I want an ounce, you know. I, I get you. We're on it. Um, Trey, that's a great question. Appreciate you sending that in. How appropriate uh, from Orange, Texas, where we're kicking off the event this week. So thanks yeah. for sending that in. And make sure you send us the email letting us know you heard it answered here by Seth Fighter, and we'll send you that $100 O'Reilly Auto Parts gift card. Bass Edge Nation, keep sending in those questions for a chance to receive the next $100 card in the O'Reilly Auto Parts listener question segment. Be sure to submit those through our email address support at BassEdge.com or the Bass Edge Facebook page or Twitter handle at Bass Edge. Well, Seth, it has been great getting to know you and uh, certainly look forward to following your success in your inaugural Elite Series season. What uh, closing thoughts or remarks for Bass Edge Nation? Definitely just want to thank uh, my sponsors, Rapala, Daiwa, and Outcast Tackle, and uh, all the people back home from Minnesota that came out for my fundraiser. Got a good group of dudes out here that stood behind me and 
made it possible for me to chase my dream. And uh, also check me out on Facebook and Instagram at Seth Fighter Fishing. Awesome, Seth. Well, uh, certainly does seem like you got some great support back home and uh, look forward to watching you and can competing with you this year on the Elite Series. Um, be sure and see you on the road. Hey, man, don't hesitate to uh, stop or, or contact me if I can be of any assistance. And uh, make sure you have fun out there. Good luck. Yeah, thanks, Kurt. Do the same. Bass Edge Radio will return after this message. Now you can order Bass Edge Season 3 on DVD. Own the best resource for tips and techniques in bass fishing as host Aaron Martin tackles lakes across the country with the industry's top pro anglers, including Denny Brower, Boyd Duckett, Randy Howell, and Dave Wolak. This two-disc set includes all 13 episodes. That's over 10 hours of Bass Edge, including interviews, bloopers, and highlights, all for just $19.95. Order online at BassEdge.com. And be sure to check out previously released DVDs like Bass Edge Seasons 1 and 2 and Electronics 101. Bass Edge, Season 3, now on DVD at BassEdge.com. Aaron, a lot of fun talking to Seth Fighter. Really happy to have him on the Elite Series. It's clear, you know, you look at his record, he's a good angler, very good angler. That's why he's made the Elite Series. He's he's never really bombed in any of his open events. I really expect him to do well and uh, really concentrate on his strengths and, and what he brings to the table is, is great for the sport of bass fishing because you just don't see a whole lot of guys coming from that northern section. You, you've got great anglers from there. you got Polinick from Idaho, Clawson from Washington, State. Derek Remitz originally from Minnesota, obviously, but uh, great to have his involvement in the Elite Series and a look for him to do really well this year. I agree with everything you just said there, but I also appreciate when we are able to visit and kind of tap into the up-and-comers and rookie only by title of actually to the Elite Series because, you know, when we talk about rookies, I mean, these guys are far from being rookies. They fish for, obviously, the majority of their life, as like most Bass Edge Nation has, but it's going to be interesting to kind of follow him and I like the idea that we kind of got with him you know before he's actually out on tour and and to kind of hear in his voice you know there's a little bit of trepidation but it's also backed by this excitement and just you know being open to unlimited possibilities and he's a little bit guarded which obviously I could understand you know that to be the case but he also you know is just cautiously optimistic yeah and I think it's really important for Bass Edge listeners to get to know some of these guys you know get to know who Who's coming? Who's going? You know, the sport's always evolving. I read an article coming up on on this year's Elite Series season that there's less than 50% of the anglers that originally started fishing the Elite Series back in 2006 that are still fishing today. So really supporting these newcomers and, and uh, you know, understanding who they are is a big part of our sport of bass fishing. And, you know, it's just, like I said, in the opening of Seth's show, it's great to be able to introduce him to many of of Bass Edge listeners. Yeah, no question. And it's a cruel sport, a tough one, you know, survival of the fittest. And it's not just about catching fish. It's being able to manage a business. It's being able to manage sponsors to uh, be the mechanic, to be the, you know, the guy that's, that's booking all of your hotel rooms. There's so many responsibilities that's, that's thrown on these guys, not to mention, you know, keeping up with your family life, as you know, all too well. So as we are ready to kick off the 2015 Elite Series, 
Unfortunately, this episode of Bass Edge is coming to an end. This is episode number 204. For Kurt Dove, I am Aaron Martin. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time right here on Bass Edge Radio. You know the importance of protecting your investments, so why use anything other than the toughest keel protector for your boat? Grinding sand, abrasive rocks, and concrete ramps are no match for our patented technology. Keel Guard keel protectors are made tough and made to stick. Their do-it-yourself installation takes less than an hour, providing the most dependable, most trusted keel protection for your boat, guaranteed for life. So give your boat the performance edge. Put on the protection the pros pick. Keel Guard keel protectors. The Edge is presented by KeelGuard. For more information on Bass Edge or to shop at the Bass Edge online store, visit BassEdge.com. And be sure to join Kurt Dove and Aaron Martin right here on another episode of The Edge. Brought to you in part by Legend Boats, O'Reilly Auto Parts, Lucas Oil Products, ProtectTheHarvest.com, Mercury Marine, Lowrance, PowerPole, and Rapaholic.com.